just cause I love my podcast. Working fans. I shed blood for my podcast. Let a podcast holler where my podcast. The pussy at. All I want to hear is right here, my podcast. Somebody say something about a podcast. You won't take this from me, baby. You will not take this from me, baby. Fans, welcome to the Working Fans Podcast presents, aka Slippery Joe's Funhouse, where we bring you a bonus podcast each week presenting your favorite podcast's favorite stuff. Now, we have some Tape Trader's Guide to the 90s coming up. We have some Cult in Connecticut. We'll be bringing you some Peter X. Murawski and a variety of other things through year two. Guys, I want to take a second to tell you about All Everything Entertainment. They are your home for the latest breaking news and opinions about sports, wrestling, and entertainment. From jock to geek and everyone in between, they will definitely have something for you. As I'm recording this, they have 10 live weekly podcasts that can be watched daily on Facebook, YouTube, or alleverythingentertainment.com. The replays are available on their Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, or iTunes channels. Their shows run the gamut as they talk about the NFL, NBA, NHL, football, movies, bi-weekly top 10 countdowns, paranormal activity, wrestling, WWE, AEW, NJPW, UFC, Bellator, and so much more. These guys, they're just like you. They're passionate individuals who love a variety of subjects, and that's why they started this company in May of 2019, to kind of be a one-stop shop for entertainment. On September 11th, 2020, they made arguably their biggest signing by agreeing to terms with yours truly, the Working Fans Podcast. I was out of work sick, and I was happy to join them as a part of their team you can find them on soundcloud facebook twitter instagram and youtube by searching all everything entertainment or go to all everything for their full schedule and a full list of their shows if you like us you will 100 percent like them thank you we want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show 482 designs that is F-O-U-R, the number is 82designs, 482designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82designs, at F-O-U-R, 82designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to F-O-U-R, 82designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality t-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's light years better than our first one. Also, like, the vibes of washer and dryer, they look good, and they're good quality. Nice, and those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. Happy Halloween, everybody, and welcome back to the Working Fans Podcast. Working Fans Wednesday, Episode 4. Woo! You can find us on Twitter, at FansWorking. Our email is 
podcast at gmail.com. Facebook, Working Fans Podcast, easy enough. Websites, workingfanspodcast.com and alleverythingentertainment.com. Instagram, workingfanswrestling underscore pod. We still got a Patreon, Patricking Fans Podcast. Twitch, fans working. You, we release every Thursday morning, and you can find us on most podcast providers. Apple Podcast, Spotify, Pocket Cast. You know where to find us. And we are brought to you by, as always, WrestleTopia. That's WrestleTopia on Facebook and at WrestleTopia on Twitter. WrestleTopiaTV.PivotShare.com. We are also brought to you by 482 Designs. F O U R 82 Designs at gmail.com. Email them. You can get some shirts printed up, a poster. They got a lot. We are also brought to you by All Everything Entertainment. All Everything Entertainment on Facebook and YouTube. And that is at A E E D O T C O M on Twitter, at AEE.com. And guys, we have our first official sponsor, Manscaped. That's right. Now, support for the Working Fans Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They have just launched in the UK. They have gone years over there without using the right tools for the job. And now, if you live in the UK, you can be one of the first people to experience their life-changing products. AJ, you were telling me about their products earlier. Give us a rundown of a few things they offer. Let me tell you something. As a former professional wrestler, I know a thing or two about wrestling with ancient technology. Having to get ready in the 1990s and the early 2000s for a wrestling match and having to take care of your favorite tag team partners down there below the belt wasn't easy you'd use an old straight razor or you try to use those old-fashioned clippers and all you do is you cause some you cause your tag team partners to get color we're not trying to do that folks we're trying to take care of them and preserve them now with the modern technology brought to you by manscaped lawnmower 3.0 you get a ceramic blade that keeps your buddies down there south of the border safe and in shape and ready to go all night long and why don't you tell us about some of the uh, features and some of the stuff that they have, like Joe asked you. Guys, not only do they have your favorite technology for the trimming, mm. but they have stuff like the crop preserver. They've got things that will make your balls so gentle and sweet and with tonic that even an old married guy like me might actually have a chance to get them touched. Maybe that's a ball yeah, wipe, too. Dave. When you're wielding those balls out in the free world, you don't want to have them be like mini, mini cacti, do you? Just slapping them in the face. That, that doesn't work. No, nah, man. Before, I made a few accidents myself. Looked like somebody just crushed up a bunch of ketchup packets down there. It was awful. I thought I had to go to the hospital. But thankfully, my, I made it out all right. My wife's favorite thing. My wife's favorite thing that they have is they actually have disposable mats that you can stand on while you're doing it which keeps you from leaving all your business all over the bathroom bathroom floor. That's a big thing when it comes to cleaning up. Got some cool t-shirts, now, too. 
Now, guys, the Manscaped engineering team has perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and it's just released in the UK, the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Fuck the 2.0. They upgraded it, and the Lawnmower 3.0 is a third-generation trimmer which features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Because this is one place where red doesn't equal green. When I say this thing is premium, I'm not fucking around. This thing is premium. It has up to 90 minutes. You can get a longer shave. And frankly, if you're shaving for 90 minutes, God bless you. It's also constructed with a waterproof technology that allows you to shave in the shower. Mm. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. Why go that fast? You can even now do your trimming when the lights have gone down low and you can do it with that nice LED light. I'm telling you, it's like having a spotlight down there to protect you. Now, I do arguably my best work in the dark, but even though it contains all of the above-mentioned features, don't forget about the charging stand. Display it in your bathroom. Let people know you're shaving your nuts. It's an intelligently designed stand that is a convenient charging stand powered by USB. Now, if you're listening to us talk about dick shaving right now, we want you to experience all of this firsthand for yourself. Let's clean you up from bush to tush and beyond. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off your order and free shipping with the code WFP2020. Remember, get 20% off and free shipping with the code WFP, Work of Fans Podcast, baby, 2020 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. And, guys, I'm going to take off this mask because I couldn't talk about fucking dick shaving with my real face. Mm. But this weekend, we watched (laughs) Bound for Glory and Hell in a Cell. Well, I'm I'm going to cut you right off there, Joe. Joe, I'm going to cut your ass off right there because usually you're jumping the gun. Why don't we send a little bit of love to one of the other podcasts going out here today? Our man, Josh DeBoer, Chuck Winster, got a big uh, interview tonight with our boy TJ Wilson, Tyson Kidd. I don't know how they pulled that shit off, but God bless them. Yeah, guys, slide into our DMs and feel free to let us know because we're trying to get them big guests. We're trying to bring in stuff like that. But good for them. <laughs> so we want it oh, too. Yeah, but no, yeah. We're happy for them. Like, we bumped this this up so we could watch it. We didn't want to miss it at all. Right. Yeah, don't let Joe for you. He's not happy for that. <laughs> <laughs> what about me, damn it? <laughs> we love Josh DeBoard. We love Chuck Winchester. They're part of the All Everything Entertainment family. However, hey, for pulling that one off, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> now, guys, let's get to the matter at hand. Yes. Bound for Glory, Hell in a Cell. I watched parts of both. I believe Dave watched more. AJ, you you obviously made it through Hell in the Cell. Yes. Which would you guys say is the better show? Well, AJ, I'm going to let you take it here. I know you said off air you were going for WWE on this one. And uh, that, was, that was what we decided. So now here's the, the truth of the matter. Uh, I don't know. Uh, talking to you, AJ, like it, 
Did you get to watch all of Bound for Glory anyway? I watched all of both. Okay, okay. See, I really only got to watch all of Bound for Glory live. So honestly, you know as well as I do, my opinion, like if I'm watching a show live and all of it, I'm going to tend to lean towards that show anyway. So. Yeah, I watched both. Um, I'm not sure I would say either one was live. <laughs> um, we, we got a little ripped off on both of them. There I was some technical we... issues with Bound for Glory, but I'll get to that. You you talk about Hell in a Cell first. Oh, God, was there ever. Oh, shit, man. Uh, Hell in a Cell. Uh, to <laughs> me, there Matthews. were a couple matches that stole the show. Roman Reigns is awesome right now as a heel. Anybody who didn't like Roman Reigns before, if you still don't like him, you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) He is killing And go fuck yourself from the Working Fans Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. punches early on. If you don't like it, get fucked. Dude, I'm freshly trimmed and ready to go thanks to Manscaped. So uh, we're going to fire this engine up and let's drive it home. Um, Let's keep going. Sasha Banks and Bale. Absolutely awesome match. Both of them are exactly what they said that they would bring to the table. If you don't think these are the two best women on the women's roster right now, I don't care how much you like Charlotte. I don't care if you're into the bigger ladies like um, the Samoan sister there. I don't care. She has a name, damn it. It's Nia Jax. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Nia looks like she might be jacked if you hit her in the face with a crowbar. However... (laughs) When it comes to the two best women in wrestling still right wants now, to see that front me. Sasha Banks, Bailey's absolutely freaking killed it. That's, uh, what do you think about that, Dave? Well, here's the thing, right? So, I enjoyed Bound for Glory for the most part. There were a few technical issues, like we said. We'll get to that. But um, what I thought, and you watched both, was... From what I've seen and what I've heard, it felt like when WWE really delivered, like those two big matches, was better than anything on Bound for Glory. But they also had a lot of other stuff that maybe wasn't nowhere. The right. is, is they had stuff like Retribution on there. Right. And I, I heard Jeff Hardy and Elias, uh, the ending was kind of crappy. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The ending was horrible for it. The match was good. Uh, I do like Elias. I think he's playing his character fantastic. I think he does a great job. By the way, his new album dropped this week. You can catch it on Apple um, Charts and iPod and wherever you download music. What's your DJs. favorite song off of it? <laughs> My favorite song is the one that brings him to the Track list. four? Yeah. <laughs> hey. Speaking of tracks, Jeff Hardy looks good in the match. Ba- Bound for Glory, though. I did enjoy the booking. Unlike last night, where I did not enjoy the uh, booking of the actual Impact show last night. Uh, but I did enjoy Bound for Glory. I like the fact that the North got the tag belts back. I, I think Gallows and Anderson can chase it. I think there's, you know, the North is a great team. I enjoyed Rich Swan getting the belt. Very unfortunate what happened with Kylie Ray. We don't know the whole situation. So that was a little odd. Uh, now, if we're going to take a... Now Trump was running for president and she couldn't wrestle. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> well, there were, of course, there were some things that weren't so well, too. Obviously... One of my uh, one of my favorite things, even though I don't think it was meant to be, was right in the very beginning of the show, Josh Matthews yelling, you hear, do we even test these things? Who's testing this during the day? And you're like, what's he talking about? And then they go to a segment later. No, it's not, because then later on we hear uh, Josh Matthews goes, right after the match is over, okay, can we test the audio now? <laughs> 
God, yeah. that was like that Triple Mania botch from a couple years ago where they had like Vampiro yelling on camera. Yeah. And you can hear them behind the scenes complaining like a good audio flub is always great comedy, but it will hurt the kind of the credibility of the show. Mm. The problem is, is that at the end of the night, I, and you know, I love Impact. I'm a big fan of Impact. I think that they're doing a great job. I love the Sue Young, Deanna Peraza match. I thought for something that had to be pulled off that day, they did an absolutely tremendous job in the match. Um, overall, the wrestling was great on it, on the, um, Bound for Glory. However, when you run a show like that and you're charging money, you have to come across as being a first-rate wrestling company. Sure. And they came across as running out of a bingo hall in Philadelphia. Nobody wants that. You bitch. How dare you? <laughs> it's kind of the curse of Impact where no matter how good they do, anytime there's a minor flub, they're kind of judged for past sins. And it's tough because they'll never get away from it. And the WWE could have the same issue, sure. and we'd look at it as, oh, that's one that got through the cracks. But Impact, it's, oh, it's Impact being Impact, much like how people would talk about WCW in the 2000s. Although I will say this, neither one of these particular companies have extreme goodwill in terms of their booking. Like, fans are very quick to jump on WWE and Impact, and rightfully so, although Impact's been more consistent over the last few years. But, like, if you look at AEW, and I love AEW, I don't criticize any wrestling, but they're going to get a lot more forgiveness for stuff as opposed to WWE and Impact does, on a whole. Well, but they get a lot more because indie fans and some of the smart marks out there, we're included in that. We yeah. are cheering for AEW and we want that other brand to do exceptionally well. Yeah. And they're the closest ones to being that next mega giant. So we're supporting them. Whereas Impact, when you have a disappointment, it's almost like having that redheaded stepchild that you're not quite sure can make it because maybe they have asthma, a little trouble. They have allergies. You know? <laughs> you redheaded bitch. Yeah, you know? Maybe that AEW is just supposed to be their friend, but it's this big, oafish, blonde-haired, balding ogre who can't keep his mouth shut. I mean, I don't know. I'm just throwing shit out there. Who knows? Hey, leave Joe alone. <laughs> now, guys, actually speaking about AEW and NXT, that kind of gets me on to my next point is I have been watching AEW fairly regularly since it started. And I've got to say that tonight, Halloween Havoc 100% has my attention. Mm. Yeah, I mean... Spin the wheel, make the deal, brother. Yeah. Oh, man, look who's looking in at us. Tyler Peters. Tyler Peters. We're sorry that AJ took your spot, Tyler. We hope to have you back sometime. Yeah. Tyler's the one person who's figured out that we moved to 5 o'clock. Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's got the people on because we got the most eyes on our product at this moment. Yeah, we need more people talking to us. Where the hell's Randy Osgood? Mm. <laughs> he don't get hey, up. The sun stuff. hasn't gone down. He's still tilling the fields, bud. <laughs> hey. Good point. But uh, what are you guys more excited for tonight? Are you like me, where spin the wheel, make the deal is like at the forefront of my attention? But AEW's got that uh, lumberjack match, which they got all the old gimmick matches that I love. I'll tell you. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Rhea Ripley. Like, they both have been kind of like giant monsters for the female division. And I'm kind of curious to see what they do with that. Yeah, um, I think that match is going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I haven't been impressed by Gonzalez at all. Oh, she's been great throwing people around. 
Yeah, but Rhea Ripley's a freaking beast. She's going to get in there, and it's going to be... I, I, I don't think it's going to be a coordination fest. I think it's going to look like Big Show versus Giant Gonzalez. I love it. I can't now, wait. That's what I want. Speaking of women's division, <laughs> AW Dynamite, Dave brought this to my attention earlier. Serena Deeb won the NWA Ladies Championship. Yeah. She's defending it tonight. <laughs> oh, shit. Randy Oscar. Go Randy, he's in from the field, washing his hands, sitting down. They finally took the plow off him. Thank you, Randy. <laughs> oh, he'll be plowing. <laughs> now, if he starts using Manscaped, he'll be doing a lot more plowing. Yeah, Randy, look at the promo code at the bottom. You missed the commercial. We're, we love you anyways. But WF 2020. <laughs> hey, by the way, Josh DeBoard actually just chimed in. He actually told us to check out AEW tonight. He's a big fan of um, Cody, and he can't wait to see what color hair Cody's going to have tonight. That, that's what it looked like, like he said there. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, that just came out today. Thunder Rosa might be going to WWE, which is my... Uh, that, why else would you take the NWA title off her? You can't take... She might be the best ladies wrestler in the world. And we, see, put, it, you take the belt off and we put it on an AEW star. Yeah. And I was thinking that maybe they just put it on Serena to get that AEW crossover. But if Thunder Rose is going to NXT, to me, that makes a lot more sense. I, I think it speaks volumes for how in rough shape AEW's women division is that Dave actually calls Serena Deep one of their stars when she's been on like one show. Wow. Hey, but speaking of one of their <laughs> stars, they got Layla Hirsch. She yeah. was one of the standouts, I thought, from Bloodsport last week. Oh, absolutely! Mm -hmm. And it's good to see her getting the um, getting the spotlight like that. I think the big thing that we need to know is she related to Judd Hirsch. Yeah, that's that that went over everybody's head right there. <laughs> thank, thank you, taxi fans. Yeah, nineteen fifty five's calling in right now. Thank you. <laughs> now, Randy, what are you watching tonight? What is what is everybody else's attention? We got to get some input on this because I'm NXT. Dave, you got the two TV set up, so you ain't got to choose. I think I have two TV. You're balling with that Martin's bread money. And AJ, what's your wife going to let you watch tonight? The, the women's match on NXT is going to steal the show. I, I absolutely believe that. I don't think. I think that. I think Candice LeRae is finally going to get the strap put on her, and I think chasing a heel like Candice LeRae is going to be absolutely phenomenal. Is I know AJ doesn't actually fall under this umbrella. I think too much, but Joe, do you think it's just you know everybody's really intrigued just to see old Halloween Havoc back? I feel like there's a lot of nostalgia interest in tonight. That's what's got me. I mean, Go. some of my best. NWA, WCW memories, I know Dave draws a line, are the War Games and the Halloween Havoc. That was like my golden spot as a fan. So I pray to God that we're going to get a Coal Miners Glove match. <laughs> I do not. I do not. But that's good. That's good. Really? Uh, actually, what do you think is going to be the match that ends up off Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal? Some bullshit WWE creation? Oh. Or will they bring back that old throwback type match? I mean, I don't know, but I mean, I'm not rooting for Coal Miner's Glove. Hey, give me a Texas Death Falls Count Anywhere match with the women. I'd like that. Vader and Cactus Jack did that, Havoc. Yeah, Josh DeBoard looking forward to Priest Gargano. Uh, uh, buried alive, Matt. <laughs> we don't know that. land on anything else. Guys, that's how dedicated Josh is. He has an interview in like a half hour. He's like, nah, I'm working, I'm watching working fans. I gotta get my giggle in. 
Oh man, and I love this Randy guy. Osga, another comment. DDP versus DDP Goldberg. Versus Goldberg was awesome. I don't think that's booked tonight. You know what's funny, though? That's the one Halloween Havoc match that uh, in the history of the pay-per-views, nobody actually got to see the ending of on the original pay-per-view. That's where Warrior and Hogan went long. Yeah, I believe tonight's motto Fun is that we'll change the channel. <laughs> <laughs> so, AJ, you're not into Halloween Havoc, you're saying that. I am not, and it's weird because I love Halloween, but my flashbacks to Halloween are watching a ridiculous... Um, stunt where we electrocute Abby, the coal miner glove. <laughs> I, I think Halloween Havoc... Don't you talk shit on that coal miner's glove. They came up out of the mine. <laughs> Halloween Havoc... That shit's hard as fuck. <laughs> Halloween Havoc throughout WCW was straight garbage. Mm. Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, 97, baby. One of the greatest matches all time. Yeah, Here's the thing about... Here's the thing about AJ. I actually thought about this last night that people should understand. Like... When we were doing uh, some top five lists for, like, greatest uh, WWF matches of all time, pretty much on everybody's list was Bret Hart, Steve Austin, WrestleMania 13. <laughs> and it's not that AJ didn't like that match. AJ would like that match. Here's the thing you need to know about AJ. When all of us loved that when we were younger and we went back and watched it a few times, that was it. He watched it that one time. He never thought about it again. That was it. That's how he is. So... <laughs> He's a very unique wrestling fan. That is actually accurate. Yeah. I'm more likely to go back and watch like Sergeant Slaughter versus Pat Patterson in a boot camp match sure. than I am to go back and watch something that I was actually watching on TV. He'll go back and he'll watch really old stuff that he may not remember or hasn't seen. But unless you hit him in that real golden era of wrestling, like by the time, like, nah, man, like, he don't remember shit. Like, if I have, well, if I have a memory of it, I don't need to watch it. Right. <laughs> um, but going back to AEW for tonight, I think that the card um, is a little lackluster. I'm hoping to God we don't get any more MJF and Chris Jericho. Ah. Yeah, there is a town hall meeting to decide if MJF joins the group tonight. Did you not like the? Uh, I thought you liked the sing along last week. No. Oh, Christ. Um, I thought that the premise and the idea was good. and I thought Uh-oh, they we're about to have a falling down moment here. I think, I think they did the best that they could with it, but I made the mistake of watching it a second time. And when I watched it the second time, I almost vomited. Oh, my God. Well, I don't know why you did that. You automatically hate watching things more than once anyway. When I watched it the second time, all I could think was, Wow, we spent a lot of time debating how steak should be cooked. <laughs> now, how about Eddie Kingston versus Matt Seidel? That has the potential to be a match worth seeing. Let me, you know what, let's talk about this with AJ for a second. I'm curious. <laughs> AJ, I've been talking to Joe and we've been raving about, like, uh, Eddie Kingston's promos and how we love his promos. AJ, I'm looking at Eddie Kingston. I'm looking at his presentation. <laughs> AJ... Do you even give this guy a chance and listen to him most weeks? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm hitting hard today. Eddie Kingston does not look like a wrestler. I knew it. He, lo- he, he looks like he should be cleaning a closet somewhere. I told you. <laughs> Dress up, show up like you're actually planning to fight and do an athletic competition. So that I'm not. I, to me, he's just another Jake the Milkman Melman. So does. Wow. Have you? Holy shit! Talk about being wrong. So hold on. Allowed for your opinion, but don't Jesus get, Christ, that's so get, far off. 
don't get me wrong, his promos are phenomenal. When he comes out there and he cuts the promo, like you guys think he's going to put on a match with Seidel tonight? He's not going to put on a match with Seidel tonight. They're going to do something to prove how much of a meanie pants that Eddie Kingston is this week. And he's going to go out there and they're going to beat the shit out of Matt Seidel, who's one of the best wrestlers on the planet. I'm going to, I'm going to just take this for a minute, Joe. AJ, how much do you blow this guy off because you think he looks like a fat janitor? <laughs> That's what you think. Everybody watching, what do you guys think of Eddie Kingston? Does anybody else look at him as a fat janitor? Here's or thing. does he have that Nick Gage aura where it's like, I think he's really going to come out here and fight us. Here's right, the thing, I'm going full, full blown heel here. All right. So here's what it is. All of you guys who haven't laced up a pair of boots, have never put on tights, you see something in this guy because you look at him and go, oh my God, that could have been me. I could show up in my basketball shorts or my jeans and I can go in there and I can work with world-class athletes and that could have been me. Guess what? It can't be. You're not. You don't belong there. Okay. Here's the thing about Eddie Kingston. Um, that's definitely not my case because I've always looked at wrestlers like there's no way I could even look like Daniel Bryan. <laughs> so that never really resonates with me. But I will tell you this. When I saw Eddie Kingston in NWA uh, Power at first, uh, I wasn't really, um, who's more believable, Kofi? <laughs> Kofi Bray, Grandpa. <laughs> You're damn right. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. So when I saw uh, Eddie in uh, NWA Power the first time, Joe, I think you and Scott maybe had told me about him. Kind of went one ear out the other. Like, I remember it. Nothing stuck out. I saw him. Like, okay, okay. Then he cut a promo one day that I was down, like, reading something, not even paying attention. I'm like, whoa. Like, you know, it was so good. Such passion. After that, I started watching some more stuff. So I listened to Then the match with Cody came where he really delivered in the ring, too. I thought that was his best in the ring performance I had seen at that point. I'm not right? saying he can't work. I understand that. I've never said he can't wrestle. What I'm what saying I'm is saying, this. What I'm saying is hit the weight room, buy a pair of tights, and look like a wrestler. And here's what I'm saying. I'm saying is... Dude, they had him on Bloodsport. Did you see him on that? Yeah. Here's, here's yeah, what I'm saying. He did. He can go. Here's what I'm saying. He's one a hell of a promo, but AJ, if I know you, and I think I do... You're probably not giving him the full attention in his promos because when you see him, automatically you're like, I don't even want to hear what this guy has to say. No, what he has done, the Cody promo was phenomenal. His yeah. promo with John Moxley that he cut on John Moxley was outstanding. There you go. I thought that the one in the ring was a little more lackluster than what he normally does. However, I did think that his promo and his NWA promo. I loved his NWA. Okay. We talked about this. I loved <laughs> his right. promos. I just, if you're going to be a wrestler, dress like a wrestler. I'm not saying buy kick pads like half these morons, <laughs> but at least buy some trunks and don't sell your boots to, to feed yourself. I, I hope they put the belt on <laughs> I hope they put the belt on It's shocked the world, and I hope that I hope that the Lucha Bros take the tag belts too, and then it'll be so, like a, so, somewhere. Somewhere, Luthez is freaking shooting himself in the head. He, he revived himself, <laughs> then shot himself in the head. Now, how do you like that little stable that he's putting together there? Almost yeah, Asia. How do you like that stable? In the inner circle, I think. Oh, absolute rivals to the inner circle. I mean, you've got the inner circle, which is all world class athletes who. Um, Put on great matches every night. And don't get me wrong, the Lucha Brothers are maybe the best tag team on the planet right now. They are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, the Butcher and the Blade can definitely go. I think, the, quite frankly, I don't even think they're using the Butcher the right way. I think that he could actually be something. 
Uh, however, I think as a group, they make no sense whatsoever. They don't even really have each other's backs. <laughs> you can't really tell if they're even a group on the fact that Eddie Kingston says they are. They're a family. It's still kind of a new blossoming thing. I I wasn't even 100% sure it was a group till they started showing up more and more with each other. Now... Yeah, we're also, by the way, welcome back to the bunny. That's, mm. uh, so, uh, AJ, just out of curiosity, I'm going to throw a couple teams at you. <laughs> just rank them one, one through four. I'm just curious who you might like the best, all right? I'm going to throw four teams at you. Please. One to four. The best friends, the butcher and the blade, mm-hmm. pride and powerful, and the Lucha Brothers. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Who's pr- pride and powerful? Santana and Ortiz. That's their actual name. You That's their shit. actual name. Yeah. They're not LAX? No, they didn't use that in, in uh, AEW. Oh, yeah, no, they're proud and powerful now. I, I can't, I'll give you a pass on that one. I did not know that that was actually their names. I actually like the best friends. I knew it. That's my number one team. I knew it. Go number ahead. two is probably the former LA, LAX. I'm not going to call them pride and powerful. Because I thought that was Sonny Kiss and um, freaking uh, what's-his-name. Uh, <laughs> okay. Just keep going, asshole. We got a man of God watching us. Tyler, pray for us. He's sending us to hell with his words. Mm. However, and number three for me is probably at that point the Butcher and the Blade. Mm-hmm. And what was the fourth team? The Lucha Brothers. The one you said was one of the greatest oh, no. tag teams in the world. <laughs> so fortunate. Okay, here's the real deal. He doesn't want to put the two white teams at top because he doesn't want to look racist here. And I'm not saying he is, but he doesn't like luchadors. He doesn't like people with masks. I, I hate luchador wrestling. We right. should probably talk about this. I think, I think not using a tag, t- tag rope, I think not actually tagging each other mm-hmm. is not tag team wrestling. I think that's complete crap. Here's a little something about AJ. I like singles, but to me, it's more ballet and dancing than it. You know, I prefer strong style. I yeah, like it it's definitely have- a different look, but I wasn't sure if you were just anti all luchadors or I, if it's just like the chaoticness and the lack of psychology for the attack lack, matches. It's a lack of psychology, but it's also, I prefer what looks like wrestling over what looks like a circus act. <laughs> I will say this, though. I'm not so saying that. I'm not saying Angel is. Angel. Stick up for me on this one. How much do I like the WWE compared to other wrestling? I mean, at the end of the day. I don't know. You kind of hate fuck it because you watch it a lot, but then you're like, you really pick apart a lot of the. Well, I, the, I'll give him some slack. About the matches, think about the matches that I applaud in the WWE, and think about the matches that I actually like. Here's the thing. I'm going to give AJ a little uh, back on this one because he's watching WWE because he's a wrestling fan. In the last 20 years after WCW died, like that's all you really had for the most part. And if you know AJ, like he's a good dude. He loves wrestling, but he also lives in a box. And social media and streaming is not on his forefront. Like he's getting there the last couple of years, but like when Joe's like all heads up on all the independent stuff, AJ's like. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. And then he'll go on and think of something else during the day. Remember, he watched Steve Austin, Bret Hart one time, moved on. That was it. But even with independent, but even with independent wrestling, I prefer stuff like Progress. Sure. Where you actually see more of that strong style 
I do watch stuff like Rise, stuff of that nature, Shine, because I like to see what is out there for real good wrestling. But when it comes down to stuff, I never even watched, um, uh, what was that horrible wrestling from um, California, the uh, version of freaking... Um, Hood Slam? No, 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 it was the version of freaking um, Lucha Libre. Um, it, it was popular, they did it in a Oh, studio. Lucha Underground. Yeah, I couldn't stand that crap. I watched oh, it. Wow. Yeah. I thought it was the worst garbage I've ever seen in my life. It was a movie. It was a TV show with pro wrestling. It's kind of the background, though. It's a totally different animal. So no, yeah, I, love, I love the production on that. Like I like the oh. sleekness of it. Oh. it might not have been the best. But Joe wrestling here, show as far as wrestling shows go, but it had characters. It had the weird behind the scenes, and then you did get some oh, wild feats of strength, like that one jump that fucking Angelico did that was out of hand. But I, re- I reiterate, it's not about the athleticism. I give all the credit in the world to anybody who does Lucha Libre. You have to be an incredible athlete. Angelico, believe it or not, I love Angelico. I sure think Angelico is a tremendous wrestler who has um, tremendous upside and personality. Um, I applaud the athleticism. Even last week when we talked about matches, I gave the credit to the Lucha Brothers that I thought they were the match of the night going against each other because they told the story and they gave more of a physical style. But when it comes to the actual not telling a story and just doing flips for no reason, I don't like it. Two things. First thing, uh, one thing you need about Lucha Underground and AJ. AJ, remember Lucha Underground had that kind of sci-fi feel to it? AJ hates fucking sci-fi. I do. Don't put that Star Wars in him. Don't put that Star Trek in him. You get that shit out of his face. You don't want to hear it. He likes Ric Flair's theme. You're you're just bringing me completely heel here with my hatred of all things Trek Wars. But here's the thing. I want to talk about this for a second, too. Fuck, the Mandalorian's coming out soon. I'm on the edge of my seat for that. Oh, come on. Don't even get me started, man. I'm so fucking excited for that. But anyway. (laughs) Hey. I'll I'll save Baby Yoda for the teenage girls that that prefer it. And the 43-year-old dudes. What's up, baby? Baby Yoda in the house. Love that dude. That's a creepy cross-section that only usually happens in very okay. scary towns. Sasha Banks will be uh, on this FBI season. Is, frankly. I thought you were going to say Dave's bedroom. Don't worry about that. I got Manscaped. Hey, so listen. Um, here's another thing you need to know about AJ. This, this episode is going to be called AJ, which you don't know. <laughs> okay? Now, again... I don't want this to kind of sound like racial because I don't think it is. But <laughs> hold on. Here's what you got about AJ, though. It's kind of funny, though. All right. AJ will also get on people for their physiques, right? Like Montez Ford. He got them skinny legs. I hate those skinny legs. Skinny legs. He's got a skinny body. Hold on a second. Ray Mysterio for the longest time. He's too short. He's just not believable. Damn these luchadors and their masks. They don't make sense. Okay. Best friends. Trent and Chuck. Yeah, Trent looks like a wrestler, but Chuck sure fucked up. And AJ's like, man, I really like that Chuck. He's so good. <laughs> really believable. By the way, go back and watch Trent and Chuck when they're wrestling um, Cash and... Um, Wilder. Wilder, thank you. And Ch- Chuck looks blown up in the match. AJ's Chuck probably like, man, that Chuck, Chuck can sell. <laughs> Actually, not my favorite of the two. Okay. My favorite of the two is actually Trent Peretta. <laughs> but that's uh, that's fine. Um, Chuck, to me, needs to get back in shape. <laughs> he needs a bodyguard like AJ Styles. That's, I might be coming at him kind of hard tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Don't don't worry about me, guys. That's the, <laughs> out of the three of us, I'm the one who's six three two seventy five. So it's not really. <laughs> now, guys, we had a good night. We had the Manscaped announcement. We have Halloween Havoc. Yes. We got Chuck Winchester and Josh Taboard talking to Tyson Kidd. Guys, we want to wrap up now, so you got time to shave your nuts and get ready for that interview. We will see you again next week. I'm going to be in a cabin in the woods, so we're going to have somebody running this show. <laughs> and we'll see what the fuck we talk about. I'm off next Wednesday, so it might be me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Guys, we'll leave you with that cliffhanger. And check out this commercial for All Everything Entertainment, and we'll talk to you later. Boom. Bye. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 